Welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? <laughs> my, my tummy hurts. Your tummy hurts? My tongue yeah. hurts, so I'm going to be a bit mumbly and ch- talking like a lish. So today. you're going to sound the exact same. I'm not a mumbler. I enunciate my words. You know, you, you noticeable lisp a lot more on a podcast than you do in uh, regular life talking to somebody. Like, I notice I have one a little bit. That you I don't do. have a lisp? Yeah, but I have like an S thing that comes out talking for I guess a long that's time. the definition of a lisp. Yeah, I think I've it never is. noticed you speak weird. Yeah, look at it now. Just watch All now. I can see is your eyebrows jumping off your face. <laughs> it's such a trip that you got your actual eyebrows on that too. Isn't that cool? Yeah. They're, they look good. I wanted them a little more high def, but uh, it's a first run. And yeah. they, they're in the exact same shape as mine. Still available out there. I, I forget to plug them all the time. They're going on the website soon, but in the meantime, Instagram. We have a lot of things that we Kyle say Lester, we're going to do with but this podcast. I'm getting to the it. The thing that we I'm actually do, it. we're here. We've been here every goddamn week for two fucking years. And look around you. Look at the studio improvements. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. You guys will see it soon. Um, it's in the works. Anyways, what's up, Kyle? How's it going? What's your week? What's up? Just slaving away for slaving. the podcast, you yeah. know, for you motherfucker, you unappreciative. Just playing 200 hands there. a day. What's a lot of hands of poker in a day? 10,000. 10,000. So 200 was way too little. Yeah. Not a good and purple I've, I've never played that much. Cool. That's like if you were like 16 tabling all day. I had a fucking miserable day. Uh, this is what I did today for work. Imagine being on the phone on speaker yep. with uh, your father, who's your boss, who is in the Apple store on speaker with the technician next to him, and he's on the help phone. So I'm talking through my dad on speaker into his phone on speaker. Who's talking to a technician. technician. Trying to recover his files from his fucking iCloud. It was a goddamn... Can you not make three-way calls anymore? You could. Not Wesley. He doesn't know how. (laughs) Dude, he just makes me 69 the phone (laughs) on speaker. By the way, there's like people walking by going, what's with this guy? Like, I can hear that shit. Dude, it's a fucking nightmare. And I'm like, Dad, I cannot handle this. Don't hang up. Please, please, please. You're my only one. Dude, that's why I don't feel bad, like, working for him and just shitting all over the main premise of his job. Yeah. Which is, you know... His, do you know he got he made his like his most famous preach in all of his merch is praying the Bible. Did you? I know, I don't think I've ever brought that up. No, <laughs> he does praying the Bible CDs. I'm confused on what books. that even means. Okay, so my dad didn't know how to pray, so he learned he took this ancient technique of what monks did, whereas they just prayed the Bible. They just read the Bible. Isn't that not what know. praying is? No, it is. I thought praying, dude, I could was t- asking God to help you in your life. Well. Praying is talking just to God. Just reading his Pray, own... Praying is talking to God. How is reading his own book back to him he helpful loves it. to anybody? He loves it. There's many verses where it says, use these words. I already wrote them down for you. Really? Yeah. It's like... So anyways... Wow. So my dad's whole premise is praying the Bible, which I'm shitting on, which I sometimes feel like the ungrateful douchebag boss's son, which I am. Yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm a, you, you're a stereotype of However, the son. I take a very tiny wedge and I'm the only guy that would sit through six hours of speakerphone to speakerphone in the Apple Store conversation. At a certain point, is it not entertaining a little bit? It At it, least, how about after the fact? Yeah, now I get to talk. I mean, when I talk to people like you and you guys laugh, but yeah. dude, it's infuriating. And he's This lady's name is Tanya. She called her Tasha for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> See, and she corrected him for probably forty-five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I might have whatever it was. Tasha, Tanya. No, okay, so Tasha, Tanya, and then she just stopped. So Tasha, no, yes. he was saying Tanya, and she whatever was saying Tasha. it was, it was backwards. Yeah, so, but she corrected him for like the first. There's no way he was saying Tasha. Her name was for sure Tasha, no, and he was saying no, Tanya. No, no, no. I'm quite sure her. Na- he corrected it with Tasha. Yeah, he's retarded. I mean, he's. I mean, he's an old man. Just doesn't give a fuck. He got it's a fuck your ways. <sighs> this I, Apple iCloud is like supposed to be like all secure, right? So if you don't have your fucking uh, Apple is pretty secure. So if you don't remember your Apple ID, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, they can't. There's no back door. And he's like, "You're telling me there's no way to get into this account?" And they're like, "That's what we're telling you." He's like, "You're telling me there's no way into this account?" They're like, "Yes." He's like. So you're telling me there's no... We're like, yes, for fuck's sakes. Close it and leave the store. What? What's in the account that... What does he want? Just like... 
three years of pictures and sermons and PowerPoint and what slides. did he lose exactly? He doesn't remember everything, what it's called? Everything. He doesn't remember the name of the account. His whole... So he doesn't remember his Apple ID and password. Because here's the thing. He doesn't remember... He doesn't the, remember the Apple ID itself? No, no. So he doesn't even know what he's trying to get into. Yeah, I'm already getting frustrated and we're now I'm on my podcast. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's what Apple is good at. You steal an Apple phone, you can't just wipe it out and... This is my Apple phone now. Yeah. Because if they've locked it to the iCloud or in any way whatsoever. So imagine you fucked. lose your own phone. Yeah. And f- recover your but own you phone. Don't know the name and you don't know your Apple Here's ID. The thing, when you're so talking- he's sitting there with the phone in the store going, let me in. And they're like, we can't. He's like, this is mine. And they're like, we can't. You can usually do that. They can't. You can usually do that. If you have proof that. So here's the thing. Because it'll give you. Because bought, I bought a stolen Apple phone once. Yeah. I mean, it might not have been stolen. He said it wasn't. But after I started, no look- judgment here on the podcast. I don't care. He said it was. He said he uh, lost this thing and it was from Saskatchewan, yeah. right? So I bought it off him, and then I go to like I'm usually good at. I can break pretty much any hardware security, but it's not. It's software in their cloud. You can't break that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, "Fuck! I don't know what to do here." And when I was looking at it, it gives you a, a dot dot dot. And then a couple letters of your of your email. Yeah, he's hopeless. So he, we, even with that clue, he couldn't. It's like he W. Guess, it's he like couldn't guess it. Well, it's got West. It's yeah, we're fucked. It, that's the long and short of it. Is we're fucked. How many does he have? Several. That's okay. the thing. And every K. This is like an ongoing problem where he gets somebody to help him through whatever X phase. And that person's gone. So let's say he's on the road and he gets the tech guy at whatever church. So that guy help, hooks him up, fixes his problem, maybe makes him a new account. So his account, he's got an account on this phone. He's got an account on this laptop. He's got an account on this laptop. Make he, them all the same account and you don't have a problem. He's No, that's not Wesley's style. He uses four different browsers. When he just works day to day, he's got Chrome, Firefox, Ooh, Safari what? all open. All open with passwords. That's insanity. He's like, I can't go to my bank in Safari. You have to go to Firefox. Okay, but I can't go to I can't go to this in Firefox. You have to go to Safari. Is there a reason? No. Is it? Does it's he chaos, answer it? It's chaos built upon itself. It's like it's the way that like shitty European streets, like Rome streets, work. Is like. There was a shop here, and they needed a fucking alley, so they did that. And then they built a house on top of it. Then they built the fucking, what, an arch on top of that. And it just, like, builds in this, like, tumorous, cancerous fuckover that I'm reduced to talking through two phones in a store with people walking by for six hours. It's a guy that does a lot less now, but used to do a ton of tech support. It is shocking to me that he knows of Firefox and Chrome, but not to... (laughs) Not to all use them simultaneously. This is this is a conversation. He knows how to download and use them. No, 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 he doesn't. They're just on his computer. Oh, someone else them. did it for yeah. him. I go, I go, Dad. You have to so log into your Gmail. What's a Gmail? You got to be fucking okay. Open your browser. What's a browser? Go on the internet. Which one? Which one? Which the internet? There's which one internet? internet? No, th- that's yeah. a question he's asked me. Which one? What he means is which browser? Yeah. So I go go into go into Gmail. He's like, I can't get into Gmail the whole time he's been on like Safari when his Gmail's attached to Chrome, or he's got two Gmails because he's got his what WC and his. Oh, this is already bothering me. Yeah. So let's move on. I'm look at me. I'm wild up. I can't even speak. You're wild up. He's all wild up right now. <laughs> I can't even speak. Do you remember what we he's read got that, last he's week? Got though? that fat tongue syndrome. I do have a fat tongue right now. I told you not to eat ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> told you to be a problem. <laughs> do Conrad's podcast one time. Does he even have a podcast? Well, he's on mine. Um, Shout out to Have You Met Chad. We're up. We're live. People love it. Tons of views. The views are people coming. People don't love it. They do love it. This is a review Your brother doesn't like it. That I don't give a fuck. is a train wreck that I can't stop listening to. Here's that's the a thing. Rev- that's, that's a review that's I got. That's Simeon's critique. <laughs> I get people constantly messaging me. Constantly. They love it. Con- I swear to God. I'm gonna have to Every see time a new episode comes up, no problem. On the Instagram. It's Bi- fucking Chad. Bible beaters. He knows Chad. A lot of people don't know Chad, though. And it is shocking. Okay, if they. What, how sheltered this kid on. is. If this guy yeah. already knows Chad, why is he listening to Have You Met Chad? Riddle me this. Who? Simeon. I'm talking about this imaginary guy that's writing good reviews. It it's st- mostly girls, <laughs> it to be st- honest with you. It was a stupid joke about why would you listen to it? If you already knew Chad, if the podcast is called How You Met Chad. I'm saying they didn't know Chad. Oh, okay. They don't know Chad. Well, there but we they go. know of Chad. Well, no- See, I tell the tale of Chad. I used to tell Chad stories to you even know some. Yeah. You have your own fucking Chad stories now, I, right? It's and true. it's fucking crazy. So I've been telling Chad stories for years, and then I was like, you know what? 
I need to get this kid in front of a did microphone. Did I tell my Chad story on the podcast? I don't think you did. Okay. It's so, fucking great. <laughs> we're out drinking, right? Me and Kyle and Chad and my girlfriend Camilla. And uh, we get in the cab and Kyle's gone. So it's just me, Chad, and Camilla. And so we went to work in the morning. Whatever. For once I, in I my don't life. remember what happened, but <laughs> we were it. pretty drunk. And we get to my house and I'm like, all right, good night, Chad. We'll pay for the cab up to here. You take the cab up to Kyle's. He's like, are you guys trying to ditch me in this cab? We're like, well, we're just going to bed. Like, there's no reason. Why don't you just go to Kyle's? He's like, nah, I'm staying with you guys. And he gets out of the, so he gets out of the cab with us. We just go straight to bed on the couch. That's what Jed does, too. And by the way, he doesn't do it in like a I'm bullying you type no, 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 of way. No. He has complete ignorance of every situation he's in. I think he had in. like FOMO, like we were going to go have more fun. Yeah, something like else. that. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what he thought. But he also has complete ignorance to other people's body language or even subtle but, yeah, mentions. No, we made like overt hints, like, please go home. We're just going to bed. And he's like, nah, I'm coming with you guys. <laughs> so... <laughs> The next day, I get up. You should up. hear how he told this fucking story. <laughs> I can't even tell it right now. I'm just going to let you finish. But you should hear his version. It's nothing like this. I have to speak for Camilla here. So I get up and go to work the next morning. And Camilla gets, she stays in her room for as long as she can. And She's trying to avoid him? Kind of, right? She's, yeah. It's like, she hardly knows him. They're friends yeah. now. But mm-hmm. he gets up, he's like, hey, I was waiting for you. You know, <laughs> It's a beautiful day out. It's like June, right? He's like, it's a beautiful day. Let's go play some basketball. And Camilla's like, uh. Camilla hates sports. If you know anything about Camilla, she fucking likes to like make food, watch TV, and like lay in bed. Her favorite thing is to eat in bed, okay? That's like, she hates sports. So she's like humoring Chad playing basketball. And then she's like, okay, I think like we should go. He's like, we should go to the beach and play pickup volleyball. Like, we'll get a game going. It's just down the street. Like, he, he like kind That's of like beautiful. Every time she tried to get rid of him, she like he like was getting her to do something more like more active that she didn't want to do. <laughs> oh, and he tells the story. Oh, we had such a great time. We went over to their house after they went to bed right pretty early, but that's okay. We woke up in the morning. I played basketball with Camilla. I want to go to the beach, but she couldn't come. But oh, fuck, I went to the beach by myself. It's fucking insane. Not one mention of yeah, they didn't want me to go, but I just went anyways. I'm pretty sure I got a text around like ten. Like, when's he going? I was like, I don't know. Like, just tell him to go home. I don't know what the fuck. You have to. We, you we have love to. you, Chad. By the way. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. He knows. If he hears. By that. the way, he's heard the story directly to his face <laughs> okay. with us laughing at. I don't want him to be like those guys. Those f- sons of bitches talking behind my back. No. <laughs> no, Chad's not like that. He's an easy go guy. Great. So if you want to check that out, have you met Chad podcast, CanadaComedy.ca. So have we sufficiently wasted 15 minutes? Can we talk about the Bible now? We've gotten sufficiently better at not wasting half an hour. So That's let's, true. let's talk about the Bible. Even, dude, in listening to my own podcast and trying to like do the, I'm like, fuck, we waste time. Those are the only ones. The ones, there's a few that lasted 45 minutes. I think we, those were good stories. A couple they were, times. they were good stories. But at the end of the, at the end of it, we talked about the Bible for 15 minutes. <laughs> Whatever, it's mostly the Bible Beater podcast. Yeah, that's true. It's about us. Okay, Bible, so the Bible beaters. do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably? Yeah. Are you going to, do you have a, we're in the book of Samuel. Ooh, uh, Jesus something. No, way no, off. Not, not okay. yet. So we, we started with Samuel. There's a guy. Um, Hannah gave birth. She had, uh, she promised God. Mm-hmm. She would make her son a Nazarite. He became yeah. so she, she saw him once a year. She and... sang that song, and then we went. We talked about Eli, the head priest, and he had two sons that were dirtbags. They were stealing the meat, fucking chicks at the entrance to the tent of meeting, right? Yep. So God promised that He's going to kill Eli's sons, and they were they're like He breaks His promise. He said, uh, "Remember when I promised you this? I'm not promising that, right? Remember." First Samuel chapter two verse thirty. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel declares, "I promise that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever." But oh, now the Lord declares, right. "Far be it from me." <laughs> so he just like breaks his promise there. So God, yeah, promised there his his grandfather, I guess, that his whole family lineage would be. Yeah. Well, Aaron <coughs> protected under God. The brother the of fuck Moses. That works. Yeah. So uh, you think that's like a convenient excuse? For writing, rewriting history when they were like, well, earlier we mentioned promised God forever. Now we have to come up with something why God let them fail. So instead um, of saying God let them fail, be like God made them fail because of this. 
Yeah, I think it's the same trope told over and over again, isn't it? I think that's definitely the thing. And this, like, again, this is all written in around in and around 700 BCE. We're talking about 1,000, 1,100 BCE, and you know the 200 years and that's ago before the Common Era. Two, yeah, 200 <laughs> years ago, they actually took that was accepted practice in history. If you know so and so said this happened. Then it happened. I, without any other reason to disbelieve this guy, I'm just going to believe him. So yeah. they were like, Moses is a guy, you know, S- Samuel's a guy, David's a guy. All those guys aren't probably guys. They're probably a bunch of guys that were, you know, leaders that they kind of used as quasi-historical, quasi-parable story lesson-like guys. Yeah. So, they might have been guys that existed. Or they might yeah. have been Jesus, completely but Moses, made up. Moses is supposedly the guy that wrote the first five books of the Bible. They There's no, no one believes way. that. No yeah. one believes that to be true, right? So, like, isn't it weird that Christians, some Christians, don't believe that to be true? Uh, why not? Really, no. Well, then, what do you believe in? Well, that's not really necessary mm-hmm. for the book to still work. It doesn't not say in the Bible that Moses. Well, sometimes it, it says I Moses, and other times it says Moses went up the hill. Oh, that's true, right? So it's up to interpretation whether, uh, it's, and it's not really crucial to like I guess the the book or the facts in quotation marks who wrote it. Like if it said I Moses wrote this and I Moses, like it doesn't directly oppose the text. Is you're I right. Guess my you're point. Right, yeah, I was reading it like that though, or listening to it. You read it like that. <laughs> so now we're in uh, Samuel chapter three after God has just cursed uh, or. Cursed Eli and his, do you know the only do you know what's funny about the Lord prophesying? Uh, like a prophecy is like I don't know it kind of has that mystical ritual attached to it. Yeah, like that's someone, what I imagine. But all all the all the mystique of uh, the religion has been shattered in front of my eyes this whole podcast. It's so. just funny to me when they say the Lord prophesied because he's God. So it's like if a person prophesies, they're like they're speaking on God's behalf. Through God, yeah. He's like. I bet God's like, I bet you it's going to go bad for your kids. And I know that for a fact because I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, well, it's just just yeah. whispering to someone's ear as God being like, I don't think this is going to go well for you. <laughs> <laughs> as if he's guessing and yeah, not the one yeah, doing exa- it. Exactly. That's yeah. a, so like a prophecy has that like mysterious nature. But if yeah. it's God, it's like, this is for sure. Isn't happening. a prophecy supposed to be like channeling God somehow? Conduit mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And it's weird to do it as God. So I guess every time God speaks, he prophesies. I guess so. So uh, here we are. It's First Samuel chapter 3. The Lord calls Samuel. By the way, this is a famous, uh, this is a real Sunday school story. This is the one, I mean, I've done this in a play. We. You do, this is a real good, this is like what they, like, when you first go to church, this is one of those stories. So the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many the visions. The word of the Lord. Oh, he sounded like wood for a second. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. It's, You're doing well. I, but I just can't help but mock it <laughs> just a little bit. But what he's, the word of the Lord was rare, meaning God didn't talk to anybody that much, which is, which is kind of, it's implied that means that the Lord talks a lot more now. In those days, it was rare. But, How is it implied? Because everyone Cause claims in, that the Lord talks well, to them Well, in those now. days, it was rare. Now. Oh, is that what it said? Yeah, in those days, the word of the Lord was And rare. now everyone's claiming that God talks to them. Yeah. One Before, night, people weren't so brash. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Just a little aside there. You'll remember that one of the duties, you won't remember, one of the duties of the priest is to keep the lamps lit all night. That's Exodus 27. And shall be the really? duty of... I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well, it's a <clears> little... <throat> okay, it's, it's one of the laws in all those lists of laws. Keep the lamps lit. So Eli's not allowed to... Sl- like, the, the priest isn't allowed to sleep. Is that in practice now? Does like the priest go in and, I think and that, flick all the switches on? I imagine no flicking switches on Sundays. <laughs> That's work. I but, mean, you, but you can light, light lamps? I don't know. I, it I, seems like a little again, loophole there. This is outside of my jurisdiction, so to speak. I don't know what the Jews do, but I imagine they'd still have to keep the lamps lit at the temple all night, every night. 
Uh, the Lord called Samuel. And it's not work when you love what you do, so. <laughs> what if the Jews just use that excuse? <laughs> I love I love suing people. It's, it's not work for me. I fucking I love doing it. <laughs> Samuel. So the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, Samuel called. Oh, sorry. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now, Fuck off. <laughs> now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Now that's a big, crucial verse right there. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. That justifies every fucking dumbass for the rest of time going, you don't know God. God hasn't revealed himself to you yet. I'm not sure what that means. How does he know God hasn't revealed? That's what it says. But he was talking to God. Can you read that one now, more time? Now, Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So he didn't believe in God at this point. No, that's not what he's saying. What it's saying is... He's, God hasn't spoken to him directly. Yes, yes, that's what it's saying. Now, that's... So everybody like me and you that claims that people are hearing the voice of God is we bullshit. We listen to too much metal music, and that's why it God hasn't, hasn't been revealed to yet to us yet, Kyle. It's just one of the loopholes built in that is incredibly. Which that's, that's is a good one. That's which a good is loophole. no, but it's negated all the time. God speaks to everyone. We've already read that God talks to everybody, and it, we shall know, you know, by just the divine works of nature. I'm butchering the verse, but there's something like the, the heavens speak the glory of God. Everybody already knows it's obvious to anybody with eyes, th that kind of shit. But this is a verse that they use against people like me and you. Yeah. And it, you know what? It's effective. Sometimes you have a little built in arguments in the Bible. You're like, that was smart. That's why you That's have smart to... to put that in there. <laughs> That's smart to put that in there. Yeah, it could just be like only the true believers will see. And then you're like, well, well, that's I guess everyone that opposes your view now is fucked in this argument. <laughs> okay, well, I think logically, on the whole, it's fucking ridiculous. Of course. But if you get into like a, a, a dogmatic argument with somebody that knows the Bible, mm. they're able to quote things at you that go, huh, I guess the Bible addresses that. But if you know the Bible just as well with them back, it's so full of glaring contradictions <laughs> that you can point out <laughs> obvious errors. But a lot of people, I mean, just like, I don't know. My favorite thing was watching you get in Reddit fights with people because they know all the main ones. Especially. And then you'd be like, how about these 12? And they'd be like, oh, shit. It's easier on the internet because you can have you have it at. You can cite them. I got in an argument just like a few months ago. I was drunk during the day and some guy was preaching the Bible from the corner. and I Corner of what? The corner the of. street? Yeah, Bernard, like downtown. Oh, street corner. Yeah, and I was like. Okay. Was he homeless? No, he was just kind of like had a sign like, ask me about God or do you know you're going to heaven or something uh -oh. like that. Uh-oh. And I was wasted and I got into it with him. And so he knew the Bible very good and he was quoting verses at me. And I was like, I knew the Bible, but I have to like find them. And I was like, let and me see. And you were drunk too. And I was drunk. I was like, let me see your Bible. He's like, you can't touch my Bible. Like he thinks I'm going to fuck with him or something. Oh. So I was like, go over here. And he would like go to the part, but I yeah. couldn't find the verses. So I really felt dumb at the time. But I, if I had a fucking... You felt like he won, too, a little bit? I didn't feel like he won. I felt like he got off the hook. Yeah. That's different. That is different. Anyways. Plus, he's doing that on his spare time. So I so. was arguing with him on my spare time. I was just going to say, <laughs> and you're drunk during the day arguing with him. So I don't know who won or Dude, lost I'm the day. exact person he needs to save. If you can save me, I feel like... Hallelujah. Okay. You're I the preacher's daughter. I feel like there's such a... Th I mean, it's not really a competition, but there's like a kind of... Uh, I guess it's a competition, a good-natured competition of, like, souls, fishing for souls. Like, who saved the most people? Who brought the most people to God? Like, my dad for gets... sure they love that. My I, dad gets stoked on guys like John Wesley, who said, you know, he's got, like, 10 million souls and stuff like that. What the it's, fuck does that mean? Like, he 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 got 10 million people to become a Christian. That's a number How I made up. How does he prove that? You can't How prove it. How does he it. prove his number? Um... What they can say is, you know, th the size of their meetings and how many people came, and you can just kind of—that's how they do it. It's—it's it's like preacher Bull, hall of yeah. fame stats. And I—I I made up ten million. And by your the dad way, dad loves that shit. But yeah, he's like his his it's favorite so guys gay. are like John G. Lake and John Wesley. It's like preacher baseball cards. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking it's about. Fucking stupid. So, but I think—is that—is that amount of narcissism allowed? Are you allowed to do it for the fucking stats? I mean. They would just say, the more the merrier, the better it is for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, no. <clears throat> but the, preachers will argue about that. 
I mean, not argue, but like good natured rub, rib each other. At least I've seen so. My point was, yeah, it's not necessarily about the amount, but the certain soul that you say. Saved. Like the if you got Stalin, yeah. if you got Stalin, who cares? If someone else besides your dad or mom got Caleb Campbell to become a Christian, that would be huge. I think so. <laughs> that would be massive. It'd be a rare, rare card, Pokemon rare, or whatever. Especially the fuck after those having are. all this backlog of uh, of Christianity hate. Well, it's the easiest. It's the easiest thing in the world. I still think today, like if my parents die, yeah. I might I honestly, for the lulls, like for a documentary, try to become a legit preacher. And because th- they have to take me back, the whole thing is redemption. That. So even though I'm saying this right now, I could, I'm totally reformed. I know I said I would do this on my podcast, but I'm being sincere. We've said that they, from the beginning of they, the podcast they, that that's what we're both gonna do at the end of the Bible. I can't do it while my parents are alive because I think that's too rude to them and to their friends. But if they die, why not? Fucking yellow. I think at least we should go on a sarcastic and then you can see the, tour of the Bible where it's the business, where it's like a parody. The business of souls, though, the way it's the same as you sign up a concert. You still have to get a venue. You yeah. still have to fill the room. Same shit. You still have to pay the rent. And then when you see the fucking business of souls, and then like Benny Hinn, the guy that's like, I need ten, I need ten people to give a thousand dollars right now. Exactly. My dad's done that shit. And like, what? God, God's telling you that you're the guy to give five thousand dollars tonight. He's that's- telling it to a dude. He says you it to have a, to give five thousand. No, 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 not to. Not <clears throat> oh, he's saying it to the crowd. To the crowd, and somebody in the crowd's like, "That's me. God's telling me to do that," and they do it. Oh, that's so fucked, isn't that's it? So fucked up. What's the guy? Hey, we have a producer here tonight. What's Angus? What's the dude that? Uh, what's the guy that trolls people? And he did a TED talk. He's kind of a comedian. Had a TV show. Oh, that's uh, Sam Hyde. Thank you. That. So what? Oh, what what we, the fuck? We sound legit now. Yeah. So we got to Let's go say, back to your closet. <laughs> so let's say we do like a Sam Hyde style TED talk in front of churches yeah. where we completely reform, but we do it. It's it's actual, but we just subtly read in clips parts of the Bible that wouldn't normally be there. You know, we're, we're genuine, but we're doing it. We're doing it maliciously at the same time. We could try. Okay. I, I had an idea for a show here, here that I'm going to look into because I saw one. Okay. There's a, there's a venue in here in Kelowna. That's an old church. Yeah. I know that place. Yeah. The, is and that ha- the, the one on, yeah. uh, like... Uh, the problem is the seating is fucking god-awful. They, they do comedy there yes, sometimes. They have. Yeah, I saw a comedy show there once. It was atrocious, but... Churches are bad for comedy because it's comedy... really high ceilings. Yeah. yeah. High ceilings, god-likes. Uh, you need low, miserable seatings. Steve Martin said in his book, the more uncomfortable the crowd, the better the show. I agree, but I was thinking more of a live Downstairs, podcast. Downstairs, basement, close walls... Pulls in the field of vision, but that'd be fun. To I was do thinking it more church. of a live podcast with stories. From oh, it. Yeah. oh, yeah, that would be awesome. A yeah. live podcast from the pulpit. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that'd be fucking um, dope. Yeah. We'd have to get a choir. I'd love to get a choir and <laughs> oh, an Jesus organ. Jesus Christ! And and we'd perform faith healing miracles at the end of the thing. <sighs> sure. So God. bring absolutely bring your kids. We're gonna lay hands on your kids. Yeah, bring your kids. Bring your <laughs> wife. <laughs> Okay, so back- some, yeah, I've seen some of those guys use a lot of force. Oh yeah, they push people over. Yeah, they've put. I've been, dude. I go to that thing. You put your arms out and they pray for you and they say, and the spirit of the Lord, loose, come down on him, loose. And they like fucking push my head and I like push back. There's a- <laughs> you got to fight with them, yeah, because you wouldn't fall over. Well, there's yeah, they they push you. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going down. Like no, God's bitch. gonna bring yeah, me. Yeah, God's down. making me down, not you. And dude, sometimes they. <sighs> I, you know how awkward that is for him. He's like, just fucking go down, well, dude. Just, you're ruining this. You're ruining <laughs> just this go down. Me. This is practice. Like, dude, this is the third round. We agreed. Coach is trying to do something in practice, dude. Uh, sometimes they'd have like these big guys, right? Like big yeah. ex biker guys, and they did like. I don't believe that they're all. I think that they're all wrong, but I don't believe that they're all a scam. Is as in all what? Like faith healing preachers. Uh, like Holy Ghost guys, like making people fall over. They believe their own bullshit. You know why though? Why? You know why they believe it? Because okay, say well, you're in the they audience, actually believe it. Yeah, no, no. But here they have, they have almost, they almost have proof that what they do works, and I'll explain why. So you're in the crowd, right? Yeah. You're a faith healer. You've had this idea that maybe you can get healed all day. Mm-hmm. Weeks, maybe, you've been thinking about it. Then you get here. Your adrenaline's building, right? He chooses you. It's finally your turn. Your adrenaline's building. And it's always some like physical thing, like I have trouble walking, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? If you pump someone full of adrenaline, they're going to be able to walk There's that for about a few minutes, and you're going to think you did it. 
If you have that type of narcissism to be in that position, yeah. you're going to think you did that through God. Of course you are. I highly recommend Darren Brown, the hypnotist, on his faith healing show. And I also recommend um, the podcast. There's a guy that did like musician exposing guy that did, um, fuck, a documentary about the faith healer. And, you know, this is how he does all of his tricks. And then there was just a podcast by CBC about Benny Hinn. And they screen the worst ones. Like, if you got full-blown cerebral palsy, they screen you at the door. And they're like, no, you're not allowed to oh, go absolutely. to the front. Oh, absolutely. God can't heal that. It's a fucked up thing they don't tell you is they make you fill out a card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then they choose you based on and the they ones they think they can fake. And then, like you said about the at adrenaline, so they, yeah. got, they got screeners at the front going, what do you need prayer for today? Yeah. And they say their exact thing. And then, so they write it down on a card. And that guy reads it from the front. And then that person hears it and goes, how could he possibly know that? Yeah. How could he know that? That's incredible. You read it on a fucking card, you retard. Yeah, but they, in their head, now their belief has gone up a thousand percent. Yeah. Right? And now it's like, like you said, that adrenaline thing or whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. This Darren Brown. They want to believe they're going to be healed, too. It's a positive thing in their life that they're hoping for. And if you're doing that to people and you know you're doing that, you're a fucking piece of shit. That's what I mean, though. I don't think that they're all. I don't think so either. But it's just like the guys who used to talk to dead people. Every single one of those guys knows he wasn't talking to dead people. Well, my mom really believes she's talking to God. I'm aware of this. That's why I'm saying they're not all con men in religion. The craziest part to me, though, is because if it was anyone else, I would say, fuck this lady. She's full of shit. But it's my mom, and I know she's not lying because I'm there. And I call her on it to her face. I go, you are making that up in your head. And she goes, no, I'm not. And that's where it stands. And she's right sometimes, which is very annoying to me. Look, here's the thing. If you make... with Through the lens of history, the prophets, yeah. the Nostradamuses, the fucking liars of the world, once you find out that they wrote books and books and books of predictions and like .001% of them came true, it's not a miracle anymore. That's true. You know, my mom's mostly, but my mom doesn't, I always say do something of impact. And she's like, I do impact people. I change people's lives. But no, I'm like, tell them something about the future that can, they can like, all she does is go, some back to the future loves you. Almanac. There's things. This is the generic prophecy. God loves you. There's things that you regret in your past. You're forgiven and you're going to do great things. That's, that's the ABC of my mom's prophecies. Now they're a little bit more specific there, this and that. Did you go to this school there? It, but they're never anything of substance. There's nothing that like you could. No, there's nothing you can bank on for yeah. the future. She didn't, she didn't tell anyone to buy Tesla stock 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly that. I'm like, prevent a fucking earthquake. Okay. Hey, how about warn uh, someone in Australia that they're about to have their whole tell continent not burned to get down. on the helicopter. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, did you see? Okay. It is very sad, the Kobe thing. Yeah. But we're comedians, right? Everyone we a lot of people tweet? we follow. Yeah, it wasn't no, funny. Ari's tweet. I don't even want. To, I don't want to talk about Ari's tweet. Okay, I get what he was doing. He does it. Then to, don't talk about it. He does it to every person. But you brought it up. He does it to every celebrity that dies. Yeah, and that's his bit. I thought that, I thought one. that's what you're gonna bring up. No. So Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. I follow almost exclusively oh, yeah. his comedians. Is the best. It's his funniest l- thing ever. It's a funniest. Don't do tra- it. Tragedy thing. Read I've it ever up. Seen. Look it up. Because it's still it's too fresh to do his fucking Twitter jokes. What do you mean? I don't think we should do his brand new Twitter joke on the podcast. It's on his Twitter. Okay, so then they can... All right, fine, do it. Now it sucks. Now it's... Now yeah, it's, you fucked me. Now it's crashed. You completely fucked me. It's crashed into the mountain. Yeah, into the Hollywood Hills. In yeah, this fucking joke. It's fog. Yeah. With seven people on board. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Kobe passing? I don't believe it. <laughs> That's the best tweet I've ever heard. My son. Okay, so... <laughs> So now, so the Lord has called Samuel twice. Back to the Bible here. The Lord has called Samuel twice, right? Mm -hmm. And he went to Eli twice, and he said, go lie down. And now now Samuel, this is the narrator speaking. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now I want to take another aside here. That is the fucking most genius parenting move that Eli did. So I missed that because right before that. So Samuel, the Lord. How old is he? 
He's a How boy. How old are these people? He's a boy. They. He's always twelve years old in Sunday school, but he's okay. a boy. He's a boy about the 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 temple or the synagogue, right? Yeah. So God says Samuel, and then Samuel doesn't know that it's God. So he's hearing an audible voice in this story. An ominous voice with no mouth. No, an audible voice. I know, and it's ominous. Well, he just hears... There's no, not coming from... No, it's, imagine Gus calling you from the kitchen. Is that what it would sound like if God was talking to you? It would sound like coming from the down the hall? Well, that's what Samuel's... That's fucking retarded. Samuel's going, oh, it must Shouldn't be... Shouldn't it be, like, sound like your own thoughts or something? It must have sounded exactly like the priest Eli, because that's where he <laughs> went. <laughs> It's coming from his office. Yeah, I mean, that's where Samuel's going. You'd think if it was the audible... You're fucking right. Like, the audible voice of God shaking the walls. Yeah. Eli, was that you? <laughs> why is the whole house shaking? And why do you not sound like yourself? Like, the fact that God sounds anything like a human being is insane to a me. A frail old man who is blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also... God is supposed to be so powerful at his voice that human beings couldn't even previously hear it without dying. Sometimes they die, yeah. Yeah. So now it is reduced to that of, is uh, he down the hall I like at to, the church I live at? That is fucking insane. I like to believe the creator of the universe can control the volume of his voice. Yeah, but we were led to believe that he couldn't earlier. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah, that's true. They fall down on their faces by the thousands. Yeah. I, you would just, I mean, the obvious. He would do that on purpose. He chose to, to, yeah, fucking, he chose to kill them. But yeah. so what Eli does, though, is hilarious. So he's, for some reason, so he's to, throwing his voice I mean, down a hallway right, to or, mimic an old man. You know what it seems like to me? It seems like the kid's scared and he keeps, bot like, can I sleep in your room? And, you know, you called and Eli's like, I didn't fucking call you. Fuck off twice. So the third time Eli goes, you know what? It must be the Lord. Next time you hear that, just say speak. So that's what parents do to their kids. My dad what did do this. You mean? I mean, if you come bother them to take their, hey, can I sleep in your room? He's like, no, it's the Lord. Just stay in your room. Just tell him to talk. Why is the Lord in my closet or under my bed? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the parenting move that I mean, we like. know why the Lord's in the closet, but. So back to the Bible. So Samuel it... went and lay down in this place. Yeah. Were you going to say something? What, what, what did we call him before? Big gay retard or something? Yeah, he's a big gay retard. <laughs> That's what it was. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling at the other... What? So this time the Lord shows up and stands. And stands on his feet. On his legs, yeah. On his legs. Or feet, legs. Oh, whatever. I don't know where they end. They could be cut off at the that, knee. I know they say that in the Bible that we were made in the image of God, right? Yeah. So he's a, he looks like us. But, yeah. that, but that concept bothers me so much. That God would look like us at all. The fact that he would come down on his feet and stand yeah. as if he needed to stand. Just the whole concept of that bothers me to no end. Yeah. I know it's in there and they've covered that, that, but it just bothers me. I know. It's very uncreative. And it's hilarious that God came and stood there. Why like did it, he come there the first time? And as a guy, as a being, whatever, that yeah. wants constant appreciation and like gold to, for the vessel to his words be carried in or yeah. whatever. The fact that he doesn't come down as a beam soaring... In a most spectacular fashion, yeah. he's just another dude. Doesn't seem like the God I know. Whatsoever. He's very humble, Kyle. <laughs> okay. No, he isn't. He is now. So the and then so after calling him three times, he comes and stands Oh, I know there. what it is. What? This guy's been in a church his whole life. So he wants to he's this kid's grew up in a church, probably had a pretty rough upbringing, you know? <laughs> so he wants he's The gonna... sons of Eli are known fornicators. <laughs> sodomites even. So he's good he's making he's making it more familiar for the for the child. So the Lord came and stood there, calling at the other, as the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. That's the famous, that's a famous, speak for your servant is listening. That's like quoted in plays and movies. That's what Samuel said? To the end of time. Speak, your servant is listening. That's That's, that's, that's been memed on for thousands of years. Yeah, he was taught that uh, in the church of all places. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. At the time, I will at that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end, for I told him I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli: the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Always forgiving and generous mercy, the Lord, forever. Why is punishing. he telling this to him? 
Hey, Samuel's the new guy. Hey, Samuel, here's the thing I'm about to do. Okay, so these this guy, I like their family, right? The guy was a good dude. Then he had these two fucking bastard kids that yeah. kind of fuck shit up. And that's on him now. And, yeah, and that's on him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin his life. And everyone's life proceeding. Imagine it. you could go to. Imagine you condemned forever for having two shithead kids when you were a good guy. That's, and also your whole lineage. Yeah. Now your whole lineage is fucked. And now are you going to hell? Is he going to hell? Forget. Uh, great mercy it doesn't say that. It says he will uh, judge his family forever. So yeah, it's, it sounds like. It sounds it. like it. Hell doesn't exist like, yet. By the way, we're really? still in Sheol, which is the grave, which is the abyss. So right now, the worst thing God does is scowl at you in heaven. The worst thing he does <laughs> judging, is, is judging you the whole time. Basically, put you outside. <laughs> if heaven's up there, then yeah. you're out the back, and it's just black, and there's nothing. That's and, worse. Yeah, is that? That's Sheol, the grave. The thing is, are you conscious? Because if you're conscious, that's the worst. You know what? It, it's almost no different than death. You know, because it's for eternity. Well, it is. That's what after, they call it. After a hundred years grave. of dead silence, you're you're might as well be dead anyways. You're vegetable. There's no fucking way. Your synapses are firing in your brain whatsoever. The thing is, if they are... Yeah, that's worse. That's yeah. the worst thing that could possibly happen. I'd rather feel pain. I guess that's just insanity. You just feel... You have no stimulus. No. But your brain is there. How do... Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Become a vegetable. <laughs> that's, I don't know why that's funny to me. Because <laughs> you don't eat them? Eventually. <laughs> uh, okay. Eventually what? It's nothing. Um, so, therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. That's fucking brutal. Never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. The guilt of the house of Eli. Just so there's literally no take backsies. You're fucking doomed. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to recover this. Yeah, what about my lifetime of worship? Great, great in mercy. What about, yeah, what about the fact that you're merciful? Yeah. Nope. No second chances? He's not merciful. I don't know where everybody gets this idea. He says it about himself. Yeah, he says That's where it. they get it. So uh, Samuel lay down until the morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked, do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything. What the fuck? He just threatened him? Yeah. What did he threaten him with? God's talking to him. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely. And if God wanted you to know, he probably would have told you. That's true. But it's kind of funny. God just said all the shit that he's going to do to Eli. Yeah. And then Eli goes, God's going to deal with you severely. He's like, I know what God's capable yeah, of. You? Yeah. I'm not all on right, your side fine. anymore. Fine. I'll fucking tell you. Well, God's going to kill you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. He's fine with that. Well, what are you going to say? This is like the girl that's like, yeah, okay, dad, kill me because you promised for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, what uh, are you going to say? Get, give me a month to weep. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. That means everything that was he found says, people's ears. Everything he said was important. Yeah. And he was founded audience. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. So that's uh, Samuel chapter 3. Should we read another chapter? Or are we out of time here? 43. 43. Another one. All right. The Philistines, the Philistines capture the ark. Now the capture the ark? The ark. This is where the covenant. This is, this is where Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones should, yeah. should have started right no, here no with kidding. Samuel chapter four. This is where it goes missing. Now the Israelites went out to fight against the Philistines. The Israelites were camped at Ebenezer and the Philistines at Aphek. The Philistines deployed their forces to meet Israel, and as the battle spread, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about four thousand of them on the battlefield. When the soldiers returned to camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord bring defeat upon us to today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Lord's covenant from Shiloh, so that it may go before us and save us from the hands of our enemies. That's uh, their secret weapon, as you bring your god to battle. Yeah, we've seen that throughout the whole thing. And then if you defeat their god, you get to take the statue. And fuck it. And <laughs>
be awesome if it was customary to drill, to drill a hole in the Bozo Gun statue and fuck it. Uh. <laughs> Is that a dominance? Yeah. So, yeah, if you're so powerful, how come you're not stopping this? I think you like it. So Israel sent men to Shiloh, or sent men to Shiloh, <laughs> and they brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim. And Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phineas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came into camp, all Israel raised such a great shout that the ground shook. Hearing the Ooh. uproar, the Philistines asked, What's all this shouting in the Hebrew camp? When they learned that the Ark of the Lord had come into the camp, the Philistines were afraid. Oh, no. A god has come into the camp, they said. We're in trouble. Nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us. Who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? They are gods who struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the desert. Be strong, Philistines. Be men, or you will be subject to the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Be men and fight. So the Philistines fought. And the Israelites were defeated, <laughs> and every man fled to his tent. The slaughter was very great. Israel lost 30,000 foot soldiers. The Ark of God was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Holy fuck. So that thereby... So the Philistines stole the Ark. Yep. Which is the tablets? The Ark is the house of the tablets that goes in the center of the tablets. So they have the tablets. It's literally where God lives, or God hovers above between the two angels, mm-hmm. the cherubim. Maybe he wanted some new real estate. So this is this is something that they've pointed to, that I've been pointed to as uh, prophecies coming true. So you see in chapter one, Samuel, God promised he was going to do that, and then he did it. Yep. And then I go... Didn't they all write this 2,500 fucking years ago? <laughs> so how is that verifiable, you fucking morons? They it th- happened, and then you made up the story about the prophecy before. Want me to write a short story where I say something happens, then it happens? Because I can do that. Yeah, give me one, give me two weeks, and I'll tell you who won the Super Bowl. I'll predict it, in fact. I'll tell you every single play. That it's dumber than that. that. Gonna it's dumber than that. Is it? I'll make up a sport. And I'll make up the players, <laughs> and then I'll tell you what happens, yeah. and then, well, fuck, how did he know? That, that's way better. Yeah, and I'm going to tell it to people 2,000 years from now, and also, if they don't listen, I'm going to say they're going to die. You don't got a yeah. timestamp on this. There's no Facebook memory from like when God said he was going to do that, and I'm like, holy shit, he said that like <laughs> nine years ago. It's the dumbest fucking shit. But this happens over and over in the Bible where God says he's going to do something, he does it, does it and people today go, see, God said he was going to do it, and then he did it. I'm There's like, going to be a point where no one's going to be able to lie. You know what freaked me out? I know they died, but those Google glasses. Oh. You know why? Because th- whatever, people w- could record. Google was recording 100% of things everywhere, I guarantee you that. Yeah. So then it's going to come to a certain point where you're just like, remember when you said this? You're like, no, I didn't. And then they go, boop, boop, boop. I yes, look forward did. to the day where no one can lie ever. I want to be able to lie a little bit. No. That's the that's the art of storytelling. I mean, for, for a fact, sure. Yeah. But you'll never have to have an argument whether if you said something or not or who was supposed to do what. What kind of boring life is that? How much drugs are we going to all be on to go through a life where a no lot. one can lie? So, <laughs> if the soon as Soma comes out, I'm doing it. The hell Soma? It's the drug from Brave New World that makes everybody okay with the way sh- how shitty everything is. Oh, yeah, that's you're getting right on that. It's heroin with no s- adverse effects, but that's the beauty of it. There's nothing bad about it. You just turn into like a dumbass, and I guess that would be the side effect that's bad. But you imagine, remember? I understand the concept, but that doesn't. You ever wish to be retarded, horrifying. Kyle? You ever wish to be like so dumb that you were happy? Because I wish that a lot. That's why I fucking try to. Dumb my brain down mm-hmm. to a point where stuff becomes. I think you've gotten there. I, I mean, think you probably stops. We're working on it. The, before you go off the rails, dude. <laughs> Slow it down at least. Um, I think that's uh, how far we'll read today. Yeah, that's cool. Did that's get... fucking interesting. So, there, I had one more point, but I can't really remember what it was. Um, so yeah, the, so the Philistines captured the Ark. I think it's kind of funny also that they're like, we'll bring in our secret weapon, the Ark, and then they just lose 30,000 men. This has <laughs> never failed before. This has God. God oh, doing this. I remember now. Um, every time the, or the Israelites lose in the Bible, it's always preceded with a bad warning or an ominous sign. Sure. Right? But yeah. So God's, they, God's, God's mad at you. God's technically undefeated still. Yeah. Right? God for, doesn't for lose. History. Except when they fought the Civil War and God was like, yeah, go out there, see what happens. What? 
when they fought against the Benjaminites, and then God was like, "Go, Judah, go first. Twenty-two thousand dead. Oh yeah. The next day, he's like, "Send you know Reuben first. Twenty-five thousand dead. Didn't they technically win that? They won. I mean, a pyrrhic victory. Yeah. They, they lost four, three times. It might have been more than that. Yeah. No, it was. I think it was three times. That there was twenty-seven thousand Benjamite Benjamites. They had the slingshots, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they had they lost twenty-two thousand the first day, and then, so they lost double. But was it? Didn't the Benjamites lose like two thousand at that point? The first day they yeah. Owed, yeah whatever it was you guys can go back and look at the numbers, but yeah sustained losses for days and God's like I don't know who to send next everybody's dying. All right, uh, did you learn anything today, Kyle? Hmm, I learned that God is merciful and you got to listen. He is merciful by condemning yeah. people to hell forever with no chance of redemption. It's very nice of him. And if uh, if someone's talking to you from down the hall, it's probably God. It's probably God. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I just like the idea of a guy that can puppet a ventriloquist dummy being able to control an entire an entire country. Ventriloquist <laughs> and like firecrackers. Yeah, that's all you like need. Like a smoke screen. Dude, if you had gunpowder and you knew how to make those little things that the magicians knew how to back then, you're you're a fucking god. You might as well be. We get any emails this week, Kyle? No emails. No emails. So I guess uh what do we do here? How do we end the podcast? Our fucking end it, motherfucker. Producer, do you have any questions about what happened today? <laughs> That's a new one. He shakes his head. That's a fucking guy. I think we're going to call him Young Autist. The Tism. <laughs> young, no, tism. Y- young Tism. That was better. Young, t- <laughs> young Tism. I guess that's the podcast for this week, you guys. Next week, um, the death of Eli. Oh, you cut off my fucking producer, cut off the goddamn audio. <laughs> I have control of this song. Yeah, we play the song on the way out, and we talk over it like we're on the radio, like professionals. Give me back control, motherfucker. (laughs) I know you gave it. Next week, the death of Eli, um, the ark in Ashad and Ekron, and then the ark returns to Israel. It's so funny. I've been getting emails. I mean, not ones that we'd read on the podcast, but about how confusing the emails are now that we had those that one episode where we just mentioned tons of things. So I'm getting emails from people that sent it to all the email addresses, I'm assuming. They're like, we just send it to everything. It's Bible Beaters, Bible Beaters at CanadaComedy.ca if you want to send an email. If you got a question for Caleb. Come on, Kyle.ca slash Bible Beaters. Fuck, now I got to buy that so no one makes it. Follow if you want to see more exploits. Alter boy gets facial. <laughs> if you want to see, if you want, if you want to see actual live video evidence of Caleb's dad being a psychopath, the follow l- him on Dick Spazer on the, Instagram. The Lord came in me three times. Here I am, Lord. Your servant is ready. I'm Kyle Vester on Instagram. We're Bible beaters on Instagram. See you next week. Peace. Jesus, oh, well